The information provided on the Finesse Your Money podcast is not intended to constitute legal, business, financial or other professional or product advice. It is provided as general information only and is not intended as a substitute for personal advice from a qualified and licensed professional who is familiar with the facts of your particular circumstances. Ever asked yourself where your money is going? It's a common problem for businesses and people personally. Is it dumb luck to be successful with money? Or is it the smartest and most successful businesses and people that plan and know their numbers? Is your money out of control? In this first season of Finesse Your Money, we're focusing on challenges for businesses right now and practical steps that you can take to overcome them. We've also got some awesome tips from our guests about what they are personally doing to keep their money in check. Finesse Your Money is hosted by me, Janine Wilson. I've been a financial advisor for 10 years and an accountant beforehand for, well, more years than I care to say. And I'm the founder of Finesse Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to Finesse Your Money. I'm Janine Wilson and today my guest is Karen Hall. Karen is the founder and director of 100 Things Marketing. She provides companies with marketing strategies and execution expertise and basically does a lot of the grunt work. She has do-it-yourself programs so to generate leads and grow your business. In a twist of luck, Karen would say that her business has been virtual since inception about five years ago with her team working remotely throughout Australia, New Zealand, Europe, South America uh, since day dot. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. Really pleased to be here. Thank you. So you're the founder of 101 Things Marketing, as I've said, Karen. So essentially you're helping people create assets and build their brand and generate leads, but you're also a speaker and a content publisher. Can you tell us more about what you're working on behind the scenes right now? So Janine, I'd love to tell you that um, we are working hard on our business and our business processes and systems to create new processes and products. But the reality at the moment is that we're flat out helping clients. So we've got, we're super busy helping many of our clients and our new clients pivot their messages. So what I thought we would be doing is spending a little bit of time creating our own uh, assets and doing the grunt work, but we're actually helping clients with their messaging, their offerings and supporting those to go online. So particularly to make those messages more relevant to the client's headspace because that has changed so much in the last two months but particularly in the last month during the self-isolation period so it's a really new landscape and the old messages which they had out in the market so the old marketing messages are really largely irrelevant and they're not landing they're not making sense now because people have a completely new worry list on their heads Um, or the delivery of each of those products and services needs to dramatically change. Mm. Um, So that's where we're spending most of our time and our energy. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, people I've been speaking to, Karen, have been telling me that, you know, they've copped a bit of, you know, feedback (laughs) about their messaging if it's just not making sense. One of my colleagues told me a few days ago that she'd sent something out and it had a picture of an older, mature couple sitting on a park bench holding hands. Right. And someone came back and said, hey, what are you doing? That's, yep. you know, that's not real. We're not, we're not doing that now. Yeah. Uh, so. Likewise, I had a client who had some feedback on one of the YouTube videos. It was depicting their staff members sitting quite closely together even though it had been shot six months ago, they still got a comment about 
social isolation. The person, I guess, that was commenting didn't realise that it had been shot six months ago. So, it, yeah, that our worry list is so different to what it was four what weeks is. ago, eight weeks ago. And there's so, you know, so, so many people and businesses had well-established sales funnels that just aren't functioning and just need to go back and, you know, check every message. But I guess um, no one can has a crystal ball. But if you could fast forward to say three or six months from now, what would the world look like for you? What are your thoughts on how we'll come out of this current situation? Yeah, so it's a really good question. Um, and I think what I'm definitely seeing is that each business and sector will be impacted differently. So even if I look outside to my neighbours right now, I'm observing this. So our business is absolutely flourishing. We're really, really busy. But my neighbour on one side has closed her retail store mm-hmm. for at least three months across the road another neighbor's construction business is absolutely in hibernation and we're hearing that word hibernation on the news every single night so some clients are ramping up um, and others in the tourism industry that have been in tourism for 20 years may not survive Mm. so it's really really unique um, to each business i think and each even family Mm. so my hope is that we'll be nimble and kind enough to support those businesses that are so deeply affected. And I think that kindness has to come through, particularly when we're using words like social isolation. Mm. Um, so there are so many innovative solutions. There are so many ways we can be creative. And there are so many technology pieces that we haven't used before like we are today, even Zoom and podcasts, etc. that we could think about you know, using differently to support Uh, our own businesses but other businesses as well because life won't be the same in six months I don't think and for some industries it won't be the same for two to five years got a lot of clients in New Zealand as well they're talking about travel bans for the next 18 months Um, and I think you know we we may or may not follow suit but as business owners we have the power to support and innovate with and for each other and I really hope that uh, we have the kindness to see what other businesses are going uh, through and certainly can reach out and be creative with them. Mm. And, and I agree. I mean, I was just commenting to someone this morning that it seems to me that we'd all become so disconnected, you know, commuting, running here, running there, running businesses, you know, life seemed to be running at pace. And now yeah. through um, isolation and disconnection we've actually become more connected because we've got more time and people are taking the time to check in in my business circle you know we're doing check-ins every couple of days and you know coming up with innovative ideas amongst our groups to to help and support businesses that really have virtually stopped you know shut up shop close the doors helping them you know work through what what solutions might be there so have you mm. um, personally What have you personally done to get control of your money in this crisis? And have you looked at any of the stimulus packages or options that are available for your business through these tough times? Or it's not necessary, you're doing quite well at present? Um, No, so we've definitely reviewed our outgoings um, for what I'd call discretionary spending, so particularly subscriptions. Mm. And I have offered some payment plans for some of our clients as well. So, you know, I definitely feel again that where it's suited and where we can help out our clients, I would do everything I can to do that. I don't believe we as a business are eligible for many of the stimulus packages as my team's freelancers, but I have uh, absolutely put a call into my accountant and he's on the case as I think most 
businesses should engage their accountants in that regard and certainly talk to you know the, the people that are surrounding them and their support network um, as a family we're also reviewing our home loans to see if there's any repricing or refinancing um, offers out there to save money i think that's really prudent and pertinent a friend recently did this and they saved four thousand dollars in the first year and two thousand dollars every year after that and that's not to be sneezed at at all oh, oh, um, no, so i think <laughs> yeah so i think um we always know that we should do those reviews on whether it's home loans or utilities bills uh, and this is a really bloody good excuse to to put that into practice that's right. I mean, even superannuation, um, one of my biggest bugbears with superannuation is people, because they can't draw on it and it's not coming through their hands every week, they don't think it's theirs, but it's in fact their future forms a big part of their financial future. And so, Absolutely. you know, it's a good time to just even understand what options are available there for their superannuation. And certainly, um, you know, the government's come out with some stimulus measures there, but talk to your financial advisor. And if you haven't got one, find one, <laughs> you know, talk to your super fund, if it's a retail super fund or industry super fund, and make sure that you've got all the facts before you, you know, panic and maybe pull your money out or, you know, make a misstep because those missteps now can really have a long-term effect on your financial future in particular. But as you say, great time to be doing all of those reviews. It's certainly what I've been re recommending to my clients. Yeah, that's a really good word, misstep, I think. Um, before you do take a step, particularly around your finances, I think just check in with mm. the people that know um, because that can have massive repercussions later. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So have you made any changes to the way you do business? I mean, obviously you've mentioned that you, as luck has it, most of your business has been online from the get-go, but have there been any pivots that you've had to make in your business? Um, so we are giving um, much more time um, in terms of just giving advice and freely at a time like this, I think that's critically important. So freely recommending approaches to each of my clients about how they can change or pivot their marketing. Um, and sometimes that's daily changes. So, you know, when this virus really took off, I was in constant contact with a lot of my clients, particularly in the tourism sector. So other times it would be a simple text message with ideas to clients right through to a phone conversations to discuss options. You spoke before about uh, changing messages that were already in market. So that was making them aware to check every single avenue of messages that were in the market that they might not have thought about because they were dealing with staff issues and understanding the restrictions that were changing on a daily basis, etc. So really being that that expert there for them. Mm. I've also connected with a lot of clients and referral partners to offer them free brainstorming sessions um, to their clients. So my clients' clients, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. on how they might think about pivoting their messages or marketing to one survive for, for some cases how do they survive through us and the other part is thrive through it or when this thing does subside and we are on top of it you know how do they get that uptick as well really just thinking about how do they get themselves in the very best position to take advantage of, to come out of COVID-19 well when we are able to when we know it's safe to Whenever that is. <laughs> Whenever that is. Um, but the planning for it, you know, can start now for some businesses sure. if that's appropriate for them. Yeah. Mm, great.
great. So what are the facts that you think people should know right now from a marketing perspective? What are the most important messages businesses can get out there right now? Yeah, so um, it's been uh, really, and I for me probably over the last month, the most important question I think businesses can ask, is someone else supporting your clients right now? Um, because uh, some businesses are really being introverted and then they're stopping speaking to their clients, and I think that's a mistake. But other clients are probably going about it, or other businesses are going about it the wrong way and they're trying to sell. You know, they're getting a bit desperate. You know, I'm hurting, therefore I need to sell more things. That's not supporting, that's selling. Yes. So we have five steps that I'm talking to a lot of clients about at the moment just to improve their value to clients, not selling at all. So the first step is to get in their heads. So this is, I think, more important than get in someone else's shoes. Mm. This is actually getting into their heads because this is, there's a mindset change, a mind shift change with COVID-19. So understand the pain points and opportunities their customers are facing right now. There's so many topics that um, you can speak to your clients about. It has to be really, really relevant. So it's the first one. Um, the second one is to host a partnership with them. So, um, Janine, you just mentioned, you know, your kind of group, host an online Zoom call with them and facilitate partnerships and collaboration conversations. Partner of ours recently did this and got together 86 clients who identified over 385 opportunities for introductions to each other and other businesses. So there's no way, um, COVID-19 was an amazing excuse for that to happen there's no way we would have identified those opportunities between the businesses otherwise so partnership with on only using zoom and a function in zoom called breakout rooms yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah just a setting inside zoom and you can have conversations to find out who knows who and who needs to know who or be connected with who absolutely brilliant initiative mm. another one is just virtual coffee breaks so literally stepping up kind of your virtual coffee or even better sending them cupcakes or muffins in time for a meeting many of your partners or many business partners will be looking for leadership and advice during this time to help them navigate the market and you're perfectly positioned to be that expert that doesn't mean selling to them sometimes it actually just means listening yeah. uh, a lot of businesses and business owners just need someone to talk to um, or to tell about their struggles and to bounce ideas off Sometimes so it's really about, you know, coffee and cake and relationships, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I think the relationship and, and that will pay off in the future. That's just goodwill. If they don't have someone else to speak to, you could be that person as well. And, it's, you know, you're not being paid for that time, but it's still incredibly important to be there for that person. That whole notion of giver's gain, that's something that happens in the future, you know. It's now about just supporting each other and helping pull each other through this. And if you're not doing that, then someone else potentially will. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So number four is about community engagement. So these are the local businesses that you've probably asked to sponsor your business at some stage as well. So they might be willing to co-brand your business services, either on their takeaway containers or coffee cups. One of the ones that I've seen, I haven't seen this done on takeaway containers or uh, anything else before, but I have seen it on a uh, social media post, but it might be good for mortgage brokers or financial advisors. And it's a little it's a quote, there's nothing like being stuck at home with family to make you realise you need a bigger house. <laughs> Call, you know, Janine today and it's got her phone number on it. And I absolutely love that one. So if you, you know, we, we can't lose our sense of humour during this time. 
So if it's appropriate and it's in good taste, you know, we can, then why not um, have a little bit of fun with that? Uh, we've got a, you know, reasonable sized house, but we're stuck at home with two teenagers that are not allowed out. And uh, I can tell you we'd love a bigger house too. And the last one, so number five, is just be real. So, you know, show the real you and your home office to your clients, whether it's, you know, your business attire up top and your board shorts on the bottom, or in my case, the Ugg boots, (laughs) the fur babies joining the Zoom call, which literally just happened to me, the Zoom call before this, um, or running an ugliest T-shirt competition. Um, and your social media followers can tag your friends and to win a prize, etc. You know, it's okay to have a bit of fun, let your personality shine through, but it has to be in good taste still. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's really uh, important. I mean, so much of what I was hearing in the first few days of, you know, this sort of health crisis was people, you know, being very upbeat, you know, unusually upbeat about it. Um, you know, right. it's not all about being upbeat all of the time. And I think at times like this, um, that just leads to things pressurising within the household, especially if there's no outlet for it. And so it's, you know, better to just try and button that off and, you know, talk about your real feelings and how you really yeah. try yeah. to understand that. I mean, it's a fantastic time. I, I said to my husband the other night, what about we get some board games out? I mean, I loved board games when I was a kid, but I haven't played any recently. But, you know, get back to the, the good old, you know, crafty things and get back to having real meaningful conversations and maybe getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah, we're playing um, cards, cards Against Humanity with the kids, so that's getting a bit crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. So what are the three most common questions, Karen, that people are asking you right now? And, and, you know, what are you seeing as being the most common mistakes? Yeah, so only two because these are coming up all the time. So number one is sending me drafts and saying, is it okay to send this or can you check it for me? And the answer or the mistake is a lot of the time it's not okay to send what they are drafted for me. Um, it's clients talking about themselves and the struggles that they are facing, it, that's, which is completely irrelevant to their audience, to their clients. So a classic example was a client that talked on a video about um, her move to her home office and how physical that, home, that move was. Her clients don't need to know that. It's completely irrelevant and doesn't touch on her clients' pain points at all. Mm. So we needed, we've scrapped that video completely and we started again. I'm getting a lot of requests to, you know, about what to write about and what to say. Mm. Um, and the second is, you know, what can or should I be doing right now? So definitely still be communicating with your clients. Do not stop. So the mistake here is stopping communications but the communications, as I've just said, have to be completely relevant and they have to be talking about, which means you have to understand your client's pain points, um, what's relevant to them and how you can add value but not sell to them. Mm. So that can be you know, really, really personalised, really tailored understanding of what they're going through and uh, how you can add value. If it's free value at this stage, that is fine too. It will come back to you later. You don't need to worry about, you know, billable hours or anything else at the moment. It is, uh, as you said before, give us gain. You know, this is completely unprecedented times. It is time to rewrite, you know, the book and, and much more put your customer service hat on at the moment. 
and your financial controller hat on right now. And I was speaking to a, a colleague of mine earlier today and he's told me that his financial planning practice, they've just shut the book on new clients. All they're doing is spending their time every, each and every day communicating with their clients, yep. uh, making sure that they're, you know, holding their hands and giving them the support that they need because that's what they promised. Yep, absolutely. Brilliant. Mm. Yep. So. There'll be so much loyalty from that. And, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And word of mouth and the business will grow. Mm -hmm. yep. cool. So what's your best advice for businesses that are switching things up right now, you know, paying attention to the context of the message and, you know, reassessing those messages and things? They're, they're just changing so, so rapidly and so is the creative. Sort of how are people keeping up and, you know, what, what are the important things to be looking out for? Yeah, so first and foremost, and we did chat about this a bit earlier, is audit every single automated message that you have or had going out prior to this health crisis going on So that and update it for the new situation. So that includes all scheduled Google ads, Facebook ads and any other paid advertising, any reoccurring invoices or invoice reminders that you had going out. Right. Anything that you can think of and it might, you might have a list or you might start, need to start creating a list right now that was an automated or a scheduled brand or marketing message and just review them. This is really important for every single client and we have had some clients that have had some backlash because they didn't do this early enough um, or missed, for example, they reviewed their Facebook ads but they didn't review their Google ads and still had some of those going out, you know, even up to a month ago. So super important to have that checklist and review them now. Second one is definitely pick up the phone, stay in touch with your clients. Phone is, I think, one of our most important technology devices at the moment. Sort of guaranteed what I'm finding anyway is that people are more likely to pick up the phone than they were when we were back kind of pre-COVID and have that chat with them. You'll get much more of a sense from speaking to them than emailing them um, of how they actually are. Mm. Uh, and the third piece of advice is just to add value. So give your ideas freely, um, but right now don't sell. You can use tools like Google Trends um, to tap into the sentiment and the heads of your target audience. So think about the online and even free tools. So Google Trends is a free tool right. um, just to tap into the, your client's industry and see what's trending in Australia um, for that industry and you know, have that in the back of your mind when you are speaking to them as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Those are great tips. Um, certainly some in there that I haven't even thought of. So, you know, thanks so much for sharing that. I'm sure that our listeners will really benefit from that. So I did want to congratulate you on you recently won a tip twenty twenty Australian Enterprise Award for most innovative marketing <laughs> consultancy in Sydney. Can you tell me more about that and what that means to your business? Yeah, so it's our biggest award to date. We're really, really grateful for it because we're actually usually on the other side of awards. A large part of our business is ghostwriting award submissions for our clients. So when a client or a business doesn't either have the time to write award submissions for themselves because they are a bit arduous and boring, to be honest, um, or they don't know how to put their best foot forward, they don't know how to tell their story and oftentimes they take for granted what they do as well then we come in we step in and we write that for them we interview them we find out the story behind the story 
So we've helped um, our clients win or be a finalist in over 250 awards in the past few years. Um, and it's a really, why we love it is we love getting the call at 11 p.m. at night from an awards ceremony with the good news. It's just brilliant. So to win one ourselves was an absolute thrill and it means a lot to us. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> I might have to start thinking about that myself. So how important is imagery in marketing? You know, why do you think that people are more sensitive right now? Is it the fear of the unknown? So you mentioned before about a couple on the bench, an yeah. older couple on the bench, yeah. So there is definitely a sensitivity to that at the moment, but I actually think, and we joke about it here at home, there's more sensitive at the moment to homeschooling. <laughs> so people are, uh, people are struggling, I think, with a a lot of things. One is imagery, but just grappling with kids being at home now, I think, and what to do with them. I think it's very personal to each individual and family. Some are incredibly worried about finances. Others are about family and missing milestone events, whether that, you know, that could be their own wedding. The biggest thing I think people are sensitive to at the moment is being sold to in, in a relevant way. So I just think we just need to cut that out at the moment Givers gain in terms of giving value and freely giving value will pay itself back, just as the example that you gave before with the financial planner, I think it was, closing their books and just servicing their customers. So that word of mouth and that loyalty will pay back dividends for years to come. Mm. So tell us about yourself growing up. What initially sparked your interest in, in marketing? Because, that, you know, it's a huge body of work. I mean, financial advice is a huge body of knowledge. But when I'm talking to you now, I, you, you're just raising things for me that I just hadn't even considered. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a bit, excuse the pun, but I'm the black sheep of the family. So I grew up in a small village in a farming community in New Zealand and I left. So I was disowned by the family. No one leaves New Zealand without being disowned. And then I married an Aussie. So <laughs> I can only pinpoint my interest in marketing being the fact that I grew up in, like, there were 200 people in our village. It was very small. Everyone knew everyone. Everyone knew everyone's business. So uh, I think that's what drew me to that. And also just the love of like, the psychology behind people's choices. So the psychology behind people's choices of shopping, of brands, you know, what, how that all kind of comes together with marketing messages. It's probably as simple as that, to be honest, Janine. Mm -hmm. Interesting stuff. So what do you wish you'd known when you were starting out in your career? Yes, this is quite an easy one for me. Be brave. Two words, be brave. So both in life and in business, they both reward bravery. And I think when I started my business, I could have started it quite a few years earlier and been graver than I was just to, just to back yourself more, I think. And the, the, the thing that I've learned since then is just to test, test and do more testing, um, which every business can learn from, I think. So rather than wait until everything's perfect before you launch, whether that be a product, a service, a piece of collateral or asset, do some testing along the way, get feedback. That's how you improve. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. interesting you say that, um, you know, be brave. 
when I look back, I planned on starting my business 10 years earlier. And, you know, for one reason or another, I just decided to go off and get more experience. How much right. experience and education can you have? And, you know, now I look back and go, that was just, you know, seems like a crazy decision to go through all of that. But here I am 10 years later, still so passionate about, you know, helping people and, you know, you know running my own business that um, I find myself in this position. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. So um, what values underpin you as a, you know, a human and for your business and, you know, why are those values so important to you, Karen? Yeah, so as a team, we'd set our values up quite a while ago now, not at the start of the business. It took me a while to realise how important values were in a business, actually, but ours are uh, one, to aim higher, two, to be adventurous, three, to have fun and four, to make a difference. So these really underpin why we come to work every day and how we do business. So that's why they're important. So the make a difference one is about giving back. So we support B1G1 and give back. As an example, every time we get a positive review for the business, uh, we give back to one of our chosen charities. Have fun. Doesn't everyone want to do that at work, I think? And that's just a reminder that, you know, being at work is about having fun and you can have fun at work. And the aim higher and being adventurous is just about pushing ourselves every single day so that we are always, you know, excelling at what we do and that we can be creative and take on those new challenges. So will we find you jumping out of aeroplanes on the weekend? Or Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I did I skydive, but the most recently I went paragliding. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun and terrifying. <laughs> at the same time at the same time and I screamed like a girl <laughs> that's so funny I, I love doing adventurous things but I think sometimes when you just get so caught up in your day-to-day -day, it's you know really really um hard to, to break out and make time for those things uh, but now on reflection and of course most of us have some time for reflection right now I think those things will you know, re-emerge as we all come out of our homes that are cocooning us and we get back to living new world. <laughs> well, I so to about being adventurous, I recently got married and then I went paragliding the day after. So ah, okay. You can't, you can't have a much more adventurous weekend than that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did you get all your legal documents signed up pre, pre getting married? <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Oh. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> um, I guess one of those things, you know, you've just said that and it comes to mind that, you know, another thing that people have had to innovate with uh, many, many businesses have probably had to get document signing online now, whereas yes. it was never a problem before. You know, every, every one of us has probably faced some challenges. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, but there's so much technology around and I think if we just tap into our business networks, someone knows the answer. That's Absolutely. And there's Absolutely. never there's never a reason to feel like you can't reach out to another business owner that you know or a network or something like that and ask that question, you know, who can recommend or who's had a good experience in XYZ and to not feel alone or lonely during this period um, because someone that we know or someone that knows someone will have that answer. Yeah, and, and can help and, and are quite willing to help, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm never amazed by how generous people are. Absolutely. So what's been the hardest part of starting 101 Things Marketing and, you know, what, whatever that you know, hard thing was, how did you deal with it? Well, you 
sort of stole my answer before because um, it, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it took me two years to and a lot of nagging to start the business and that was the hardest part um, was actually believing that I could do it and then taking the plunge. So I, my only regret is not doing it earlier um, but an opportunity presented itself with a job change at work. I am grateful to the people that nagged me and believed in me more than I believed in myself at that stage and yeah it's probably my biggest regret is not doing it the two you know a couple of years earlier but uh with a kick up the butt i did it yeah. so. And so for, you know for me now even having started the business i recently started getting some executive coaching and you know really delving into you know those things that can hold us back in business and in life mm -hmm. True. And, you know understanding you know what's driving us and how we're feeling and you know it's been so enlightening such a such a fantastic process to go through and obviously you know that's ongoing but it's often um, fun to look back and say <laughs> we've all probably done it and said woulda coulda shoulda but we didn't <laughs> you know okay how do we get and move forward now yep absolutely so tell us five things that you've learned in the past month so the first one from a marketing perspective is and for, this is for every single business owner when you're communicating to your clients it's not about you don't tell your clients what you're going through or use language that's about you and your business it's just not um, second one is action over intention so you might intend to be calling your clients so you might intend to um, be you know reviewing your current facebook advertising but just do it so it's time to take action Number three is just stop overthinking things. So if you've got your client in mind, back to number one, that it's not about you, that it is about understanding your client's pain points and what they're going through, then don't overthink it. Just write from the heart and that will follow. And just as we've both said um, on this podcast, if you need someone to review that for you and just make sure you've, you've actually nailed that, then there's plenty of people in small business that will do that for you or you can reach out to me. Number four is givers gain. So this is all about customer service and giving free value and free help at the moment. And I've learnt that in this past month that I've heard the term givers gain for six months or more and it's just, it's never been as powerful or as important as it is now. Right. And number five is creativity needs a bit of space. So uh, it's amazing now that we're not travelling how quickly you can fill up that time that you've saved. And I say it's saved in inverted, inverted <laughs> commas. So creativity still needs some space and some headspace. You know, so whether that be that your best ideas come to you in the shower or when you're running or walking the dog, etc., still needs that space. And a lot of us have our best ideas in those moments. So just give it that time to be creative and think through the solutions for your clients at that time and it'll come. So those are probably the five things that have really hit home for me uh, in this past month that have been there. They're always really good marketing principles, but they've really become more true or more important now. Yeah. You often get so caught up in the transactional stuff or the functional stuff of running the business that we don't allow ourselves that free headspace to really think about what are the vital things and what are the vital actions that we need to be planning or strategizing about, you know, yeah. right now. And, you know, now is just a perfect time to do that. So yeah, absolutely. What's uh, five things that our listeners can do right now today to really help their business in the longer term? Yes. Yeah, so 
number one is particularly, and that we've already spoken about doing that audit on your marketing messages, particularly the ones that are scheduled. So just building on that a little bit is the first question I would ask business owners to think about is what does your online presence say about you? I've just been on a Zoom call today with a client whose website is seven years old and it's not mobile responsive and they are so far behind their competitors that they are actually taking this time to rebuild that website because it's something that you can do and virtually they can do it virtually with their web developer it's a really really good time for them to do that so when this curve picks up when we come out of hibernation when we come out of self-isolation they'll be in a much better place with a brand new website that they can take their competitors on head first because they've actually got a better product than their competitors it's just their online presence is letting them down Mm. so what does your online presence say about you even if you are competitive in that space just make sure that the marketing messages are relevant at the moment Number two is improve your Google My Business profile starting today. And if you don't know what a Google My Business profile is, please call me. This is super, super important. The reason it's super important is Google My Business is a Google product and it can really, really help. It's a free product and it can really, really help your Google rankings because Google loves its own products. So either Google... Google my business and, um, and start the profile and I've got a uh, free Google my business checklist to get it optimized. It can really, really help your rankings. We have a client in, a small business client in Geelong in Victoria and she uh, absolutely nails this as part of her marketing mix and she gets 70% of her clients uh, through this one channel, which is a free channel. She's not paying for her clients through this. Wow. Um, so that would be number two. I would absolutely implore you to get onto that. Uh, even if you have one, there are many things you can do to optimise it and to bolster it, um, particularly over this time as well, because it is isolation enabled. <laughs> uh, number three, and it's kind of what we're doing today, is be a connector. You know, connect people, um, either struggling businesses um, or not struggling businesses, connect people up. It's something that I love to do anyway so my mum was a bit of a social butterfly but just be that connector you'll be amazed how much value that adds to other people's businesses um, and to your own clients and how much value creation that can add to everyone number four we've spoken about this a lot so don't be worried about giving away your ip just give value freely your ip is only really valuable when people execute on it and you're the expert at doing that so don't be worried about giving that to giving that away and it being used without you. Most people will come back to you for that. Um, and number five, this is a really, really good time to be building a referral partner network. This is a bit of a partnership strategy, mm. um, but instead of selling one-to-one, think about a one-to-many strategy. So bringing on one referral partner might bring you business uh, in a one-to-many way so for example one of my referral partners will bring me 10 leads at a time or 10 leads a month and I don't actually need to do anything other than give them some love um, and give them some value back so we do a bit of a contra deal Mm. but that saves me going out and getting 10 cold much colder leads every single month Mm. Um, and that just culminates and culminates because if I look after those referrals they come back to me again and again and again and they give me word of mouth referrals as well. So it uh, 
snow, it's a snowball effect. So this is a really, really good time to be building up your referral partner networks as well. Yeah. And I agree. Look, there's, you know, if I sit back and think through, you know, who are people who have similar clients to the type of clients I'm looking to work with, but there's no real crossover or competition. There's yep. plenty of those businesses I know and I'm connected with. So it's really about having a conversation around some sort of partnership and how we can help each other out. And now's the perfect time to do it. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, even if your potential referral partner's busy or not busy I'm sure if we pitched it in the right way there'd be interest there yeah that's right uh, so where can we find you online Karen and do you have any go-to resources for our listeners today um, yes so check us out on the website 101things.net.au and we have on there a checklist for a free google my business checklist this is the oh, one that fantastic. I implored you before your listeners before uh, to get onto. So this is the free Google My Business profile that every business uh, needs to have up and optimised to get more search capabilities today. And it's something you can do from your home office, socially isolated. So we've got a, it's a free checklist to go through from one to 10, rank yourself today, and then just take the actions that are required just to optimise it there as well. Mm. Yep. So thank you so much for joining us today, Karen. It's just so much good advice there. Um, I can't pick out even 10 things. <laughs> they all seem so important. So thank you again. Um, and we'll look forward to seeing that checklist. That's really very, very generous of you to, to give us that. So is there anything else that we should know about you before we sign off? No, I really appreciate the opportunity. I love helping small businesses I'm being a small business owner myself brilliant thanks again Karen no problems thank you so much hope you enjoyed the show today and have some action steps you can take right now to get control of your money join me Janine Wilson next time for finesse your money meantime head to my website www.finesseadvisors.com or email me at admin at finesseadvisors.com to claim a gift voucher for a discovery session with me valued at $150 make sure you put gift voucher in the headline.